Welcome to the Destiny Church and Throne Podcast, where we hope to inspire, stir, and provoke you to know Jesus and make him known in your daily life. Enjoy! Perfect! Um, to be honest, I have a lot of information tonight, and I, uh, going to really heavily rely on the Holy Spirit given the revelation as I go, because there's, uh, there's just a lot here. Um, yeah, here we go, Marissa, you're my focal point. <laughs> All right, um, so I'm just going to start with uh, reading some scripture, and I'm probably going to read it more than once, Um, but I'm going to mainly be in Matthew, um, and for, like, the main thing I'm going to talk about is, like, the woman with the issue of blood, and prior to that, I just kind of want to set it up for saying that God is not uh, wasteful, and so... Jesus is in the middle of talking, uh, teaching, and he says that no one puts new wine into old wineskins, for the old wineskins would burst from the pressure, spilling the wine and ruining the skins. And the new wine is stored in new wineskins so that both are preserved. And so I was just thinking about that, because originally I was really diving into like this, this woman and what she, what she went to Jesus for, and I was like, well, what was happening bef- before this? And Jesus is talking about um, preserving the new wine and needing new wineskin for that. And I felt like he was just speaking in that moment that, like, Jesus died so that the bride could be renewed so that she could contain the new wine, which is Jesus. Um, so Jesus restored and renewed the bride so that she could contain his, uh, the blood of Jesus, and he pours his presence into his bride and does not consider it wasteful because he, he wants to renew the bride because if she wasn't renewed, then she wouldn't be able to contain his presence. Does that make sense? So um, in the middle of Jesus teaching about this subject, um, the man named Jarius came up uh, he was an influential leader in, in the synagogue, and he, he approached and knelt before him, Jesus, and said, help me, my daughter's just died. Please come and place your hand upon her so that she will live again. And so Jesus and his disciples got up and went with him. And so I'm just want to, I'm really going to talk about, like, the meaning of these words that are kind of repeated throughout these couple scriptures. Um, this man approached Jesus and knelt before him, and this, the word approached is to draw near um, and to, he knelt, which is, uh, that word can mean worship, and it can also mean the kissing ground for the, gr- for the groom and the bride. Um, and so in the middle of Jesus' teaching, he is interrupted with worship. And so Jesus responded in that moment, and he got up, and he went, and he followed him. And so in the middle of all of this is kind of like, there's kind of a story within a story within a story in this moment. And so, um, while Jesus is on his way, already responding to someone's, someone who had petitioned to him, w- beginning with worship, he's interrupted by this woman who comes up and she, and she touches him. And um, I'm just going to, there's this, this story is counted, is uh, mentioned in three of the Gospels, and I'm just going to kind of marry them together. Um, it's all out of the Bible, I promise, but I'm going to p- kind of, r- kind of put it together because they say they have different perspectives of what happened. And so I'm, I'm get pulling this out of Mark and Matthew if y'all want to go back and find where this is at. 
Um, but she, this woman with the issue of blood, she had heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him through the crowd and touched the fringe of his robe. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors, and she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. And so she had, the, she had the faith that Jesus could heal her, for she kept saying to herself, if I could only touch his prayer shawl, I would be healed. And when she, when she touched him, Jesus turned around, and when he, when, when he saw her, he said, daughter, be encouraged. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was healed in that moment. Um, so I was actually talking to Mike about this on Sunday, possibly, about uh, what, it, what it means to hear and one of these words, the word that she said that she heard about Jesus, it means to hear God's voice, which prompts him to birth faith within you. And so she had heard about Jesus, and hearing about Jesus, faith was placed within her to go seek him out. And she needed, she needed healing. She had been suffering for 12 years, and uh, I was just kind of researching what it, what it was exactly her ailment was. And so it was like a chronic hemorrhage, and with that, she would have likely been dealing with severe pain and weakness and fatigue and tiredness. She could even have difficulty walking. And so I say that to say that she had um, many reasons to not go to Jesus. She had, had gone to doctor after doctor after doctor, and she wasn't getting any better. And yet, she, so she could have been dealing with discouragement and doubt and just not only that, there was actually a law that said because, because of her, the, her issue with blood, she wasn't allowed to go out and be amongst people. She had to stay home. She had to isolate. She wasn't allowed to touch or be touched by people. And so religious law bound this woman from approaching Jesus, and yet she drew near. So when it says that she came up behind him, it's the same word that Jarius went to you. Uh, says when Jarius went to him, he came up. And so through worship, she approached him. And that was her heart posture, was worship. Um, no, we're not supposed to really worship to get something from God, but when we bring a need to God with a heart posture of worship, he responds. And so if, if anyone had an excuse to not come to Jesus, it was this woman. Like, for 12 years, she had been going around searching for something to heal her, to save her, to satisfy her. And everyone was failing her. And she was considered unclean. I don't know if any of you have ever felt unclean before, but I have. But that didn't keep her from approaching and drawing near, worshiping Jesus. The world and man's solutions can never fully satisfy and heal like Jesus. And I'm not saying that doctors are, are bad. They're not bad. But God's plan for this woman was for her to encounter Jesus and receive restoration through a touch. And when it says that she touched his robe, it means to attach oneself or cling to. And Thank you, Sandy. Cling to. And uh, to set on fire. So she, and, and what she touched was, um, this is a lot of information, guys, but what she touched was the tassel of his prayer shawl, which, repre which represented, uh, like, uh, healing in his wings. And uh, 
It represented God's authority and his promises, and it was a reminder of the law, like what he was wearing, what it was printed on it. It was a reminder of the law to help them live a pure life and just remind them this is how you live to get closer communion with God. And so she, in a sense, it sounds a little backwards, but she broke the law and touched for f- touched what represented the law. And so what she was doing was illegal, and yet Jesus' willingness to respond to her is what made it legal. Jesus will stop everything to respond to an act of faith, vulnerability, and a chance for intimacy. Intimacy is an act of exchanging what's mine for what's yours. And it's willing on both accounts. Otherwise, it's considered assault and it's illegal. And so Jesus was willing, his willingness to receive her, her faith and her worship, because what she was doing was worship, his willingness to accept that overruled the, raw, the law of purity that said that she can't touch anybody, much less be touched by someone, the, the Messiah, you know. And that law of purity caused separation. Her, her bleeding caused isolation and separation, but his bleeding brought restoration and a chance for intimacy with humanity. When he says, daughter, be encouraged, your faith has made you well. That word faith is pistis, which means faithfulness and trust and other things, but it also means fidelity. And um, Pastor Jessica has taught uh, young adults this before, But when Mary anointed Jesus, it says that she anointed him with a pure oil. And that word pure comes from the word pistis and that fidelity. So she, the woman with the issue of blood, she divorced the law and married herself to Jesus in that moment through worship. She married herself to restoration. And, and when he says that you've been, you've been healed, that's, that's the word sozo. And I'm sure many of you know that, that that word means restoration and deliverance and, and being made whole. And, you know, when Mary poured out her, when Mary poured out her oil, others said that it was wasteful. But power left Jesus and encountered this woman and like I, like I started out saying that God's not wasteful, so he didn't consider it a waste to touch her life. He didn't consider her worship wasteful. couple chapters later in Matthew Jesus is Mike gave me this word also Mike here my point for tonight <laughs> um, but he gave me a word that said uh, it was a Matthew eleven twenty eight, and says come to me all who you're weary and I'll give you rest and um, that that word when when he says come it's not like a whisper it is an exclamatory word that is that Jesus is saying with like passion. He's saying, come to me. I'm not going to yell into the mic, but he is very loudly saying, come. And uh, it, it means, the Hebrew word means come hither. And that means 
like that hither part is like now. So it ties in like a place of where you should be going and when. And so it's come to me now. And I was just curious. They didn't talk like this back then, but I was like, well, what does the word hither mean? You know, I know what come means, but what does hither mean? And uh, it's intimately inviting. And so he's saying, come now. I'm intimately inviting you into an encounter with me. She, this woman, didn't let her, her circumstances or her life or her situation dictate her worship. You know, she didn't let who was in the room, and Jesus was surrounded by a crowd, like right before it, saying that the, a crowd was surrounding Jesus, and, and they were pressing on him, and that word pressing means to choke, as weeds do plants, and so people around Jesus were being like weeds choking a plant, but she didn't let any of that deter her from going low and it like this prayer shawl that he wore likely came down to his ankles and so she was low close to his feet and she received from him you know I don't ever want to be in a place where I let someone in the room affect my mind so much so that it robs him of my worship to him you know whether it's whether it's releasing releasing a song or choo choosing to sing a song, whether I'm, I'm, I'm going to sing because I have a microphone or I'm not going to sing because I have a microphone or I'm not going to dance because people are around me or I'm not going to groan out and release a, a, a weird sound because someone might think it's I'm crazy. He's worth drawing close to. And he'll receive you. If you draw close to him, he'll draw close to you. And I really don't have that much more to say about that. It's just posturing your heart in a way that sees who he is, like, this woman, she saw that her salvation was in this man. And yes, she had a need. But more than anything, what she first did was partner with the faith that was burning inside of her. When she touched him, she set on fire within herself something that burned for Jesus. And it's pretty simple. I really don't have that much more to add than that. It's just, it's not really meant to be, you know, to say, you know, don't let anything dictate how your worship to him. That's not supposed to be a, con a condemning statement where you feel guilty about maybe a time where you haven't responded. Because I, in the past, I have not properly responded in worship or praise. And I, I have made poor decisions in the past to partner with lies of the enemy rather than the victory that he has for me. But he still says, come. 
and she came in. And it's just like the most important thing that you can do is to just come. Because, you know, when Jesus is saying, come to me, he's not saying to, to come and bring me your worship. He's just saying, come to me because I want to give you something. And it's really easy to come to a person like that when you know when you know that person and you know that you don't have to perform for them. You know, you don't have to get your life right before you come into his presence or, or fix yourself before you come to church. There's always room for an interruption of worship. Whether you're at work or in the middle of washing the dishes, or if you're super busy. Like there's always room for you to stop and just acknowledge. And like that doesn't change the value of your worship. Like I've been really busy this week getting ready for for the kids' carnival and just, there's a lot more work in that than what you would think. And just for like five seconds in the bathroom, I was like, Lord, I feel like I haven't gotten to spend any time with you. But I, I love you. And just like in that moment, I just, you could just like feel his peace. And this woman, she pushed past everything that she could have been feeling, everything that could have kept her down. And because she pushed through, she pushed through a crowd literally to touch him. She received him. When you touch him, you receive him. Wherever you go, I just, I would just pray that there's, that you have the revelation that you can make anywhere you go a kissing ground for the bride and the groom. And that you have everything that you need to rekindle your fire if your fire's gone out. To fan the flames. And it's really simple because all you have to do is, is hear. Because when you hear his voice, he gives you what you need to respond. Holy Spirit, I just thank you that you testify about Jesus. Father, I just pray, Lord, that every heart in this room would draw near to you and be set on fire by the touch of just your garment. And how much more would, be, would we be set ablaze when you touch us? Because now, because of your sacrifice, Jesus, you live within us. We don't just touch the hem of your garment, Lord, but you touch our inner being. Father, I pray that you would just, you would beckon to us, you would call us out. Father, I pray that we would make the decision to respond to you in faith, knowing that you'll respond to us. If only I could just come close to you, I would be satisfied.
And Jesus, greater than anything that we could ever get from you, I just pray that we would see you and love you for who you are, not what you can do for us. But that you would also let us know that we can come to you with our needs. Because you've given us the invitation to come and place on your shoulders what we're carrying on ours. Because this intimacy exchanges what's mine for what's yours. So we just receive you, Jesus. We receive your bread and your wine. Your body that was broken for us. So that we could come close to you boldly so that we could approach you, draw near to you, to worship you, to be intimate with you, and be satisfied in you. I just pray that you would fill every heart, Lord, with a fresh oil that they can pour on their fire, Lord. It's easy to worship the one that you know, Lord, so I just pray that you would reveal yourself to us, that we would know you. Thank you, Pastor.